Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. You are loved, you belong, and you have a unique purpose from God. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. Here's today's message. Good morning, everybody. Happy Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, whatever you name it. If you know Jesus, this is a time of celebration. If you don't know him, I pray that today will be the day that you put your faith in Jesus. It was Easter Sunday where I put my faith in Jesus, so I call it my birthday. Not my born on earth day, but it's my born again day, and my life has not been perfect. I have not been perfect, but his grace and his love and his stamp on my life has been permanent. So come on, somebody. Today is a good day to make that life change take place. He lives. He rose. We rise. We recorded a Easter production that launched on Good Friday. And part one was titled The Grave. Part two, yesterday, Grief. And part three will air tonight at 7 p.m. titled Glory. You can check that out because on this side of the story, in this side of history, here we are 2,000 years later removed. We've heard the story, but the backdrop is horrific. Very tough, grieving, mourning, despair, then met with radical glory. We are in person now. Come on, somebody, city life, here we go. It was a year ago where the global pandemic hit. Michigan State University shut down first. And then after that, we weren't all sure if it was going to be three days, a week, a month, and here we are, still waiting to put this behind us. But a year later, from stopping in-person services and going online, and hi to all those online, but now have an in-person service a year later. Oh, there's something beautiful. And so the Spirit knows no distance. The Spirit is at home wherever you're at, but it's also here in the room. And whenever you want to begin that in-person experience, I believe it will be worth it. And we'll be here Sundays, 10 a.m. and 11.30. You belong here. Today's message is titled, God's Dream is John 3.16. In the stands, people will sometimes hold up a, uh, at, a, at a sporting event a John 3.16 sign. And that address is, I believe, God's dream. Let's go and read the text together right now. For God loved the world in this way. Well, if you're like me, you're a little bit of a skeptic, and you ask some questions. Look, I'm not a yes man to nobody. I remember even as a kid, as early as I can remember, kindergarten, Jerome, uh, why do we have to do this? Why are we doing this? Now, not all of our kids are the same, but some of our kids, they say the same thing. Dad, if I'm learning this, will I ever use this in life? Well, come here. That's a good question. You may never use that, but you're learning and you're developing the skill to learn. You will always need to develop the skill to learn. But if we're asking a question today, well, hey, God loved the world in this way? All right. What way 
did God love the world? He gave his one and only son. Huh. What? The claim of Christianity? He gave his one and only son? You know, here we are in kind of this COVID world right now, right? Where, think of the vaccine for a moment. We have some that are like, hey, anti-vaccine? Others that, well, which vaccine are you going to take? Or somebody just take the vaccine at all? You got Moderna. You got Pfizer. You got Johnson & Johnson. And all of the tension that comes from how one was developed, how it wasn't. And then the, the worldviews and so many things to say, hey, okay, I, I don't know. There's many different options. Which one do I get? Which one was given? And someone say, well, I took this or I, uh, they gave me this. But when we think of God, it's different than the vaccine. There's only one son he gave in only one way to him. Only one. And friend, I pray today, and I want to lead us to pray in just a minute to open our hearts. I pray today that we won't be blinded by our sin or the arrogance to try to put God in our box, to look at God's claim alone and either accept, receive, or reject and deny his one and only son. Because we found ourselves very caught up with what our life looks like on earth, our lifetime. How do I preserve it? How do I stay safe? Life is short. Eternity isn't. So as we're talking about what vaccine or no vaccine, how do we preserve our life on earth? I pray today that our souls would matter more in where we spend our life for eternity forever. Let's pray. Father, I pray today that the hearts of your people will be open and you'll call more kids back home. And we'll consider your dream of John three sixteen. that you loved us in this way, that you gave your one and only son. And I pray today we examine with a sober mind, clear-minded of who Jesus is. And we thank you that today you're rewriting the story of many. There's no shame. There's nothing we've done that could stop us from your love. We can never earn it. And on Easter Sunday, this day, we are forever new. And we pray this in the powerful name of Jesus. And if you believe it, say a big amen. At home, you can say amen. Interact with me. So as the verse continues, it says, so that everyone who believes, go back, I'm just still reading that whole verse. I haven't finished that one yet. So that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. 
Well, now going to that second half of it, this is kind of how we hear the equation. So we can go to the second half of that verse. This is kind of how we hear the equation. All right, well, anyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Well, yeah, I want eternal life. I don't think there's a person that would say, oh, sign me up for, 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 for uh, just life on this planet only. I don't want to live forever. I think everyone would say, well, I want to live forever. Nobody wants to die. And God doesn't want us to die either. But when our sin entered the world and entered the equation and when we disobeyed God, it's super simple. God's holy, God's perfect. And no evil, no darkness, no sin can come into his presence. So therefore, when we disobeyed God, we are removed from his presence. But God loved us in this way, that he wants to provide a way back to him, to send part of the triune God, his one and only son, that's so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, will not be separated, but have eternal life. And here we are. Wow, thank you, God. But that starts to become me and it starts to become personal and, 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 and honestly, even self-centered. But what I want to do in these next 15 minutes that we have, re-up and let's go to the beginning of the equation where the real power is. Not the power in our belief, not the power in that I can have eternal life, but the power of the beginning part of John three sixteen of how it's even possible and why Good Friday became good and why Resurrection Sunday became so glorious that would cause us to be here worshiping 2,000 years later. Okay, four. Let's look at the first word, four. Who's this for? What's this world all about? Who created it? Who's the original gangster of the equation? Who's the original God? Who's the OG? Who's the architect? Who's behind it all? It's God. God. When a celebrity steps in the room, there's a certain type of response. People get out their phone. You got the paparazzi, TMZ taking stuff, right? Maybe some, if it's a, uh, like a band or some type of pop star, maybe you got, you know, teenage girls being like, ah, oh, they're just like, oh, you're falling out. People passing out. When Michael Jackson used to come and walk through, people would just pass out. Be like, whoa, whoa, you know, oh my goodness. They were enamored, caught up in the presence. They had reverence for who was in the room. God's dream begins with God. And when God's in the room, we don't got to get hyped to oversell it and get his autograph. We already bear his image. But may we be fixated with the God-sized reality of what he did and what he do. So loved the world. His nature is in this way. He loves that he did what? What did you do? He gave. God, I need you to pay my bills. I need you to heal my family. God, I got some prayer requests I write down in my journal. Are you listening? Dear God, are you listening? Or is it maybe like, Lord, I lay me down to sleep. I pray to the Lord in my soul. Like, it's always about us a little bit. What about God? What did he give? What did he give to get us back? 
What do you give? How much are you and I worth? Parents in the room, you'll, be, you'll feel the weight of this unlike anybody because he gave his one and only son. When you got a son, you name him after you. Happens often, not everybody. We named our oldest after me. This is the picture of what salvation is, to be saved. A Christian claim is unlike any other one. Because it's not what I give, it's about what he gave. And he didn't, you know, discount in his generosity. He gave his most prized possession. The only thing that could buy us back. A blood sacrifice that was perfect, sinless that would cover the sins of you and I, cover the mistakes, cover the shame, cover the disgrace, cover all those moments where you're like, oh, I wish I wouldn't have done that. I, oh, no, I, I, no, oh, no, 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 no. The only thing was possible, he gave his one and only son. So let's break it down even further. God, we've got to take it another pass. We've got to get washed again. God, it's got to hit us. John 3.16 can't be familiar. It can't just be in the stands. It can't just be an address. This Easter Sunday can't just be normal. I remember thinking, okay, when we get in person and when, 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 when COVID starts to kind of, you can see the light at the end of the tunnel again, I'm going to just plead with God's people to say this. Look, you better get serious about your commitment with Jesus because when stuff hits the fan and everything else is just kind of sinking sand, there's storms everywhere, all of the, the, the soil in our life is fading and everything's decaying, there is only one root system that'll last and that is those that are rooted in Jesus Christ. And that begins with the God-sized perspective. So today I'm pleading in a beautiful way. Hopefully you don't feel forced, but in a way that's urgent. I've been to enough funerals, buried enough people to know, look, life is short and eternity isn't. And may it start with God. I am not in charge, but God is. Period. And God can be in charge. How can he be in charge? The very nature of what this God is and what he's about, it's in his DNA. How do, what is his personality? What's his persona? What's his aura? What does he ooze out? He oozes out loved. That's what he is. God, God loves and, he, and, he, and he's all about his loving and he loved us enough and he's displayed that. When we think of the word love, we use it casually and we use it all the time. Like, yo, I love that. I love that. What do you love? Man, I love Eloise's Tacos on Michigan Avenue. Like, I love that. I love that new coffee spot. You try it out? Man, I love that. You love that girlfriend? How long you been with her? A week or two? Man, I love her. Man, what? You don't love her? You don't even barely know her. Man, I love that. You like that shirt? No, man, I love that shirt. We use love all kinds of ways. Or, or if I feel like I love, when we think of God's love, here's what's so cool. It's not only emotion, like he emotionally loves us. He's passionate. It's the very nature of who he is. He just loves. Because God is love. It's, it's who he is. He can't, he doesn't have to do it. It's who he is. I've been doing this meditation app called Headspace. And one of the courses I was taking was happiness. And happiness in it, you select it and you close your eyes. And it says envision this small prick of light in the center of your body. 
And in that light carries these emotions, maybe the playfulness of a child or empathy. And it starts to spread out through your body and then consume the space you're in. And eventually it travels past earth as far as your brain can consider. And then finally you rest in that place that this small little beam of light has now consumed as far as your imagination can take it. Well, in that exercise, it grows. But to use the illustration to God, it doesn't grow. It's just always who he is. You look at God, you just see love everywhere. But the Jewish understanding in the Hebrew language, there was multiple words used for love of how God loved and showed his love. And in Greek, the same way. So in English, we're limited in our understanding of love when it comes to God. But the connection I'm trying to make is this. Jewish thought, going all the way back to 2,000 years ago, when they understood God's love, they knew it to be active, action. It was normative. Man, God loved me. He showed up. He took us out of Egypt. Man, he showed up through Abraham. He showed up now through his son, Jesus. So it's natural that you don't have to wonder, well, well, does God show up? Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. God's love, it gave. It gave. That's what it does. It gives. It naturally moves past self. It moves out to the sphere to impact everyone in the world. God gave. Crystal and I have had the privilege to give financially to City Life and other ministries over the years. But to think that we would give one of our own children? Ah! And if you got multiple kids, it's not like you could be like, well, you got extras. Can't you pick one? No, I'm not down to give any of my kids for somebody else? What if they had to step in the gap to help save someone else's life and it cost them their life? And we see this with soldiers or people that are public servants in some way. They put their lives at risk for the sake of others. Or maybe a firefighter that comes in to a horrible situation, flames everywhere to try to save somebody. And it doesn't always come that they're saved. The price of what God gave can't even be quantified. And for us to fathom, I have to think of these illustrations. What would it even be like to give someone we know, someone we love, to give ourselves? Because God didn't have extra children. It was the one and only son. This is the game changer. This is it. The game changer. There's only one son. And there's only one way. So let me testify as we get ready to wrap up today. When I heard this message, On Easter Sunday, I stayed up all night at a party 
I was seven years as an addict. Got kicked off the varsity basketball team. I was doing jail time my senior year in high school on the weekends. My senior year prom, I was in jail, going from a varsity athlete the year before, and then the next year, prom, you're in jail. And that fast-paced life, I kept doubling down on darkness. Everything the enemy had to offer, it was just like, yo, he's enticing. Hey, you want a you deal? You want to sell? You want girls? What do you want? And the thrill, it just kept kind of, it would never could quench this thirst. It kept growing and growing and growing and Kind of everybody's kind of, well, life's hard. Don't, don't beat yourself up. There's something in me. This isn't the dream of why I'm alive. This isn't what I'm supposed to do with my life. And I felt, my, my parents always told me God was real. And I never fully connected the dots because each one of us kind of, you know, it's the mystery of how this miracle unfolds and who and how and why and when. And, but my moment after many, many mulligans, many mistakes, God gave me another opportunity. So after I stayed up at that party all night, I remember talking to some people there, and I was yeah, I think tonight's my last night. I'm going to church in the morning. You're going to church? <laughs> okay. I was like, yep, see ya. Now, I might have been delusional because I'd stayed up. Might have been sleep-deprived, but here I am 18 years later, saying that this is the only message I would bank my life on. After more research, after more questioning, after more skepticism, I would still say, put your faith in Jesus. And as I heard the story, I was bawling like a baby in the top row of the balcony because I was weeping because I knew it was my sin that killed Jesus. What God gave, the sacrifice of his one and only son, was because I was guilty. And he was buying me back. And I wasn't focused on, okay, if I believe in him, I can have eternal life. No, it was just grieving. Like, God, forgive me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was my sin that whipped him. It was my sin as the wrath of God was poured out onto Jesus for all of the mistakes and all of the murder and all of the trafficking and all of the racism, all of the injustice is poured out onto Jesus that day. God, forgive me. And the time came. And Tina, if you'd come up, because they started playing some keys. And the time came where the preacher said, hey, if anybody wants to be made new in Jesus, today's your day. Today's your day. But what kept me in the seat for a while, it was like I was stuck. I was like, no, man, no. Like, I can turn up in the club. I can turn up for, for darkness. I can turn up for everything else. But I don't know if I can go up front for Jesus. I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I could. And, and he goes, if you love people enough, why don't you ask the person on the left or ask them on the right if they today want to believe in God's one and only son that he gave God's one and only son he gave to the grave. If you want to believe in his one and only son today and be made brand new, that today is your day. All of your mistakes, all of your sin, all of your shame, you could never earn your way back to God. But God is here today saying, if you just receive, if you just believe by grace, through faith in Jesus Christ alone, you can and will be saved. 
and I'm bawling. And uh, well, I was a likely candidate in that moment. So as I'm testifying, I got I to gotta testify today because it, 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 is, it is the same power that saved me is the same power that can save you today. The reason your heart's beating at home, the reason your heart's beating watching this is because you know today's your day. So let's not put this off. The lady, uh, she touches me on the shoulder. She's like, uh, do you want to go down? I'll go down with you. And we're walking down. And for those that have heard this, hopefully the story never gets old because, wow, it's good. You got to tell your testimony to yourself because the devil's always accusing you. And you got to tell it to somebody because we're saved by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. She goes, hey, today is going to be the best day of your life. And I remember thinking, Christians are so weird. Like, yo, what does she mean? She don't know about the pain. She don't know about the friends that have died. She don't know about the night we almost overdosed. She don't know about these things. How is she going to tell me it's going to be the best day of my life? But she knew something, that that prompting, that little prick of light was growing in my heart. And as I got closer, they'd already started the prayer, but they paused because they go, hey, we got one more. And I came up front and I gave my life to Christ. Maybe you're in the balcony at home and you're ashamed to go up. You can't get out of your seat. You say, well, God would never love me. Don't discount what he gave. Don't mock what he gave. He gave his one and only son. Well, does he have to prove himself to you? Look, he already exists. Come on, it's for God. (laughs) Today's the day. This is the only vaccine that'll last forever. It's not to fear you into it. It's just to to be real. To love you enough to tell you the truth. That God loved you in this way. His dream was you. That he would send his son to buy you back. You're watching this and you're like, I want to be bought back. It's super simple. You just got to say you're not God. You got to say, God, I can't do this. I'm a sinner. Save me. Make me brand new. And what he does is instantly, instantly, he takes that prayer as we believe in Christ and he makes us brand new. Brand new. New creation. New birth. Born again day. If you want to say yes to Jesus, don't put it off. I want to pray for you right now prayer would go like this. You could say it in your mind. You could say it out loud. You need to tell somebody this day is real. I want to lead you in a prayer and then I also want to invite you to be a part in growing together. Don't do this alone. Don't do life alone. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me. I'm a sinner. I'm sorry that my sin put you to the cross. God, I thank you for your love. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your peace. I thank you for your joy. Help make me brand new. Save me. I believe in your son. He lived a sinless life. He died on the cross. He was rose from the dead. I rise in him today. I'm made brand new. I'm born again today. And one day I will have eternal life with you. I thank you for that new life, God, today. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. I remember when I prayed that it was like, oh, I pray you're feeling that right now. Because when one person, one more, when one person repents, 
The angels in heaven throw a party, y'all. We can't understand this love, this grace, but it's so real, it's so powerful. To help seal today, I'm gonna have Tina close us in the song that we close with worship with. Somehow, God's love, we can't even get it, but yet it's here for us, the grace of God. And I wanna invite you. We wanna be in this journey together. We wanna help you get rooted. We have a resource. You can click the link today. Click connect on the website. You can join the team. Join a group. You can also click get rooted under resources to learn what it means to be a follower of Jesus and to proclaim this story so that it's not just Easter Sunday, it's every day. Let's sing as we seal this Easter Sunday. Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. To get connected, learn more, and invest financially, go to citylifelansing.com.